Welcome to Heritage Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and challenged as we study the Word of God together. So if we could pull up the first slide, please. We began last week by just talking about creation. And at the beginning, God said, let there be light. And we just have been singing, when God speaks... There's something that happens. There's a manifestation that takes place. And at creation, light came forth and it dispelled the void, the darkness, the chaos. And it's all symbolic of who Jesus is. As Jesus comes into our very own lives and we have places that are void, broken, dark, places that are difficult, and yet Jesus comes with his light to fix all of that in us. Every past pain and rejection that we may have had that caused chaos and darkness in our lives, Jesus brings light to heal who we are. The second slide. There's a a black spot and a white spot. The black represents the Egyptians when a plague took place when Moses was there and darkness filled the land except for where the Israelites were and it was light. Another symbol, another foretelling of Jesus that even though there is darkness all around us, Jesus is light and he is there even in our darkness. The next slide. The Israelites were led by a cloud by day and a fire, a light by night that allowed them to continue to travel as needed. Jesus is our light. Thy word, you, Jesus, are a lamp to my feet and you are a light that lights up my path and my destiny. The next slide. We talked about the tabernacle. And everything in the tabernacle is about Jesus. All of it is some way a foretelling of who Jesus is. And we talked about the candle, the lampstand, that had the seven oil lamps on one stand. Uh, Remember that, because that will come back toward the end of what we're sharing today. But all of that is foretelling of who Christ is as the light of the world. The next slide. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim, proclaim, declare, announce, celebrate. Blessed are those who have learned to do this. Blessed are those who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. The blessings of God are discovered and found when we proclaim who he is and we walk in the light of his presence. This is David who said this. David also said this. After winning four battles, David wrote a song of deliverance in which he declared, out of the brightness of his presence came flashes of lightning. Lord, you give light to my lamp. The Lord brightens the darkness around me. David also said, Lord, you give light and you light 
the darkness. You are the giver of life. Your light lets us enjoy life. Those are all from David the psalmist. Then Isaiah said this. Let's go to the next slide. No longer will you need sun or moon to shine and give you light, for I, God, will be your endless light, and God's light will be the glory that is all around you. Isaiah also said, God, the light of Israel, will be like a fire. The Holy One will be like a flame. Jerusalem, get up and shine, because your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shines upon you. Today, I would say to all of us, if somehow we are struggling with difficulty, circumstances, all of the whole COVID thing that has just been almost a year long now, I would say to us, as Isaiah said, get up, shine, because your light is come. The light is here. Jesus didn't go anywhere because there's a pandemic in the world. The glory of the Lord is here to shine upon us. The next slide. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus said that about himself in the Gospel of John. Other scriptures from the Gospels and from Acts and from the book of Acts. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John accompanied Jesus to this event when Elijah and Moses appeared to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. This was their description. There he was, transfigured before them. His face was shining like the sun. His clothes became white as the light. Matthew tells us that the men who were guarding the tomb of Jesus so that they would make sure he stayed in the tomb well, it didn't happen the way they thought it was going to happen. So the men who are guarding the tomb of Jesus, of course, are in shock that the stone is rolling away without any help from anyone. And this is their description of Jesus. He was shining as bright as lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. Their response was, they were afraid, and they fell down like dead men. And Luke, Jesus said this when talking to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes again, he will shine like lightning, which flashes across the sky and lights it up from one end to the other. And Acts Paul was, Saul was headed toward to Damascus to persecute Christians. And on his way there, he was struck by a light from heaven that suddenly flashed around him, and it changed his life 
forever. Suddenly an angel of the Lord stood there, and a light was shining in the cell. And the angel struck Peter on the side. I don't know if you've ever had an angel wake you up, but Peter did. So a light was shining. An angel wakes Peter up and says, hurry up, get out of here. And the chains fell off Peter's hands. So all these are just so many examples of Christ being the light of the world. The next slide. So what is our response to Jesus who is light? We receive the light and we let our light shine before others. It's not that Jesus is just light and we worship him who is light, but it's important that our worship of him, somehow we receive him intimately into ourselves. We believe in him, we honor him, we submit our lives to him, and we receive the light of who he is into our very own being. And now we are living our life as light, the light of Christ in us. It is not a light that we strive to create. It is a light that we receive in rest in Christ Jesus. And as we rest in Him, it is His light that shines through us to others. Because He is light, we also can be light. Matthew said in the same way, you should be light for other people. Live so that you will see and do good things, and the praise will all go to the Father. Isaiah said it this way, You will tell prisoners, come out of your prison. You will tell those who in darkness, come into the light. We have a mission, a mandate from Scripture to go and be light and bring others into the light of Christ. Isaiah 58, if you feed those who are hungry and take care of the needs of those who are troubled, then your light will shine in the darkness and you will be bright like sunshine at noon. Again in the book of Acts, this is what the Lord told us to do. I've made you light for the nations. You will show people all over the world this light and how to be saved. In Colossians, Paul said, And you will joyfully give thanks to the Father who has made you able to have a share in all that he has prepared for his people in the kingdom of light. Paul said this to the Thessalonians, you are all people who belong to the light and to the day. We do not belong to night or to darkness. Peter said this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priest, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. You were chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God who called you 
out of darkness into his marvelous light. The next slide. The sun shall be no more your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. As we prepare to share hearts in communion, I have some other scriptures for you. But as we close out 2020, I want us to do so in giving thanks for him who is light and our opportunity to partner with him in being light. That's an amazing uh, supernatural miracle that God loved us enough to allow us to partner with him. And that partnership only happens when we come to the cross, when we receive Christ into our hearts. We acknowledge that it was his death that paid the penalty for our self-centeredness, our selfishness, the sins that we have done. And we come to the cross and we step into resurrection life because he was resurrected. And we welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives so that we can walk and partner with God as being light. One of my most favorite characters in Scripture is John the disciple who wrote the book of John, the 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, book of Revelation. He was just a teenager when Jesus called him into the ministry. And he followed Jesus those three years. And it was John that was the only disciple that was with Jesus at the cross. It was John that Jesus looked at and said, he's talking about his own mother, Mary, but he says to John, behold your mother, take care of her. And so John spent not only his remaining years uh, evangelizing, but he moved to Ephesus and took care of Mary. In his old age, he was arrested and placed on the Isle of Patmos. Lived there till he was about 90 and, and then was released and died in Ephesus. So John was this amazing uh, man who saw all the things that Jesus did, who followed him, who loved him. And he was not ashamed to write in his own gospel, John, the disciple, the beloved disciple, the disciple whom Jesus loved. So he understood something about the love of Christ toward him. We'll see in a moment. He also understood a whole lot about Jesus being the light of the world. But just think of this. John is very elderly. He's on the Isle of Patmos. It's a prison, basically. And he is exiled there. It's difficult. 
I'm sure it's dark days. It was not a pleasant place to be living his old age. And yet he is there on the Isle of Patmos. And the scripture tells us that John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. It did not matter that he was in prison, exiled on an island, difficult life, darkness, chaos around him, and yet something in John. Circumstances don't dictate who I am. What dictates who I am is that I am related to the Father. I know Jesus, and I know the Holy Spirit. And so on this day, he tells us, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Good place for us to be. Regardless of whatever else is going on in our lives, the best place to be is to be in the Spirit. And so John, on this day, as he is in the Spirit, hears a voice behind him, and the voice sounds like a trumpet blasting at him. And so he is uh, shocked, maybe a little bit, and he turns to look to see who the voice is. And this is what Revelations tells us. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. He was the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. In sharing communion today, we acknowledge the birth of Christ, His sinless life, His death on the cross, His resurrection, and we proclaim is coming again. I would like for us to go back and sing the song that we just did about light. I want you to sing it, having now been saturated with scriptures about light and who the light of Christ is. How bright is the light of Christ in us today? How is the light of Christ being reflected from us? And so as we sing this song again, 
I would like for you to do what Paul tells us to do, because when we take communion, it says that we are to remember Jesus. And in that remembering, we are also supposed to examine ourselves. Where am I with Jesus today? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Please join us online at heritagefellowship.us or in person in Jefferson City, Tennessee, as we encounter God, touch lives, and impact nations.